G'day all and welcome to Hardly a Week 6. We are in, what is it today? It is February 13th. It's a Tuesday when I'm recording this. I was a bit busy yesterday with work. I'm finishing up a few things this week, so it's going to be a hectic week, but then back into a nice routine next week. Before we get started, make sure you uh, subscribe, comment, like, share these if you find them useful to anyone in your network. And yeah, it's it's good. I, I have people reach out all the time from uh, just like it's like LinkedIn and on the Discord server. And I love chatting to people and where they are in their careers. So it's been been really good. And a lot of them have kind of picked up either my shorts content that I've started putting out or also these ones because they're nice and short. Uh, with that, we'll jump straight into it. So this week I have three different articles and they're all, they all have a theme this week. So they're all coming from kind of like a, a government source. So I've got two from the ACSC and one that's linked via that that's from CISA. So it's all advanced level content, but don't let that scare you. I think there's still a lot of good stuff here that you can get. Uh, and if you're looking at breaking into the cyber industry, Staying up on top of this kind of stuff is really important as you're going through that interview process. So the first one is identifying and mitigating living off the land techniques. For those that are new, living off the land is essentially means when threat actors get in your environment or attackers get in your environment, they use the binaries, applications, executables, tools, software, anything that's already in the environment to achieve their objectives. So that could be um, so for example, like if a threat actor gets in and they start using PowerShell and PowerShell is installed on the systems natively and it's not blocked or anything, then that's called living off the land. The, the idea behind that is they're trying to blend in as much as possible because though that software is not signatured uh, within the environment. So this is a long one to read and it's put together by a whole bunch of agencies. I've seen a lot of ACSE articles uh, rolling off the back of kind of joint work between all these agencies, which is really good to see. Like, I think that's improved over the last probably like decade. Um, but yeah, you can just go through. It's got hardening best practices, introduction. Yeah, lots to read here. Uh, and it's always good to see because this would be taken from uh, the perspective of what these agencies are seeing. And then what they think is going to be the, the most beneficial going into the future. The next thing I have is another ACSE article. Uh, PRC, state-sponsored actors compromising, maintaining persistence access to the US critical infrastructure. This has been in the media for a little bit. Uh, like I've seen snippets of US news agencies and even government officials making comment on this. Again, it's advanced content. This is actually linked to the next one that I want to show you, and you can link it from from this one. Um, but it has some of the the files that were found on the critical infrastructure that was compromised. This is mainly just the detection page, so it's got obviously like the antivirus is picking it up, the hash details for all this kind of stuff. It doesn't give you too much explanation, and I I actually read this one first, and I was like, okay, cool, like. This is kind of hard to get. But then what I love about the ACSC one is it actually goes into the technical details and then gives you graphs about how the threat actor goes about it. Uh, the threat actor is, is named Vault Typhoon, which I think is a Microsoft naming convention from memory. 
they're all like weather-based now. Uh, it's got observed TTTs and the kind of cyber kill chain, which is really cool to see. Um, and goes all the way through. So this this can be read in conjunction with the other one. If you're going to read one, I would read this one. It is very long, but again, like reading these kind of attacks, particularly if you want to get into DFIR, uh, is really really important and and good to see. Um, so yeah, they're kind of the three that I had this week. Nice and short again. I was having a read through the uh, this week in forensics. As always, I use that as inspiration. Phil Moore is doing a great job, and nothing else really stood out. I really like these ones because um, they just have a lot of meat to them, which is awesome. But the last thing I'll leave you with is I've still got the competition open running to win a ticket to a conference, an Australian conference of your choice, uh, up to about 200 bucks. All you need to do is subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to my podcast, which is also on my YouTube channel. So you could just do the one and send me an email to highlyadequate at protonmail.com and you'll go in the running. So I've had a few people, I've had people subscribe to my channel. Thank you so much for that. It really helps support uh, what I'm trying to build as I want to continue what I started last year and continue to, to grow and build. So thank you to everyone that's done that so far, but there's still time to enter, I think. If I look at my calendar, yeah. So we've still got two weeks until I pick the winner. So. Um, I'll be announcing it on the show released on the 26th, 27th uh, from everyone that's entered. So that's it for me. Hopefully you've got something out of today. Hopefully you're going to have a great week. And as always, if you want to reach me, catch me on LinkedIn, you can comment on my YouTube videos or you can join the Discord server. You can get all the links to everything that I do from the website, hardlyadequate.com. And I'll catch you guys all next week.